And we start in Chatham County, where the Northwood High School and Chatham County Schools community is still processing an incident from Wednesday. A Northwood High School student brought a firearm to campus on Wednesday and made threats to the community's safety. Chatham County Sheriff's Office shared details this morning on their response to the incident, which included seizing the gun and taking out a juvenile petition for charges. Sheriff's Office was alerted on Wednesday that a 14-year-old student showed the firearm to another student at the school and made comments threatening, quote, to carry out a shooting on school premises, end quote. Sheriff's deputies then visited the student's residence and seized the firearm. Because they are a juvenile, the name has not been released to the public. In a statement, Chatham County Sheriff Mike Robertson said the safety of our students is our top priority. He went on to say, Tips from the public are essential in helping us maintain a secure environment for our students. You can find more information in the news article on chapelboro.com. Our other top story this afternoon comes from campus, where Lee Roberts officially started work at UNC as the interim chancellor this week. And the Board of Trustees meetings on Wednesday and Thursday served as opportunities to continue getting up to speed in the role and it also served as his first public media availability. He addressed some of the top issues he's hearing about from campus leaders, long-term priorities he believes Carolina should prepare for, and the university's role in the state. 97.9 The Hills' Brighton McConnell reports. In his initial release and first published interview with UNC, Lee Roberts cited the Hippocratic Oath, first do no harm, as a key mentality when taking over the chancellorship from Kevin Guskowitz. When asked Thursday about what he believes doing no harm to Carolina means, Roberts responded with, quote, try not to screw anything up. There's a team of really dedicated, talented professionals here, not just on the academic side, but across the organization. They know how to do their jobs. I'm not here to tell them how to do their jobs, particularly when it comes to the faculty. That's what I have in mind when I talk about doing no harm. A lot of things are working really well, so... Let's not mess that up. Roberts has spent the last four days meeting with campus leaders after receiving more informal introductions to the chancellor position since being named in December. The former state budget director and founder of an investment firm in Raleigh said the early days have been helpful to further understand UNC's reach. Roberts described experiencing a, quote, palpable love people hold for the institution, an appreciation for the importance of the university's research to the world, and affirmation of how UNC Chapel Hill is central to the future of North Carolina. Roberts' interim appointment to the role comes after serving on the UNC System Board of Governors, with his collegiate experience coming at Duke for undergrad and then Georgetown for his law degree. Over the last four years, he's taught a public budgeting course at Duke, which Roberts said exposed him to another side of higher education, and one that may continue at Carolina. While I would never claim to be an academic myself, I think that experience, in addition to my service on the Board of Governors and in the Budget Office and otherwise, gave me a really strong appreciation for what academics do. But also, I I really did enjoy it. And won't be this semester, but I'm very interested in that. Much of the discussion around Robert's appointment is whether he will ultimately be the long-term choice to run North Carolina's flagship university like his predecessor was in the wake of Carol Fultz's departure in 2019. Four days into the role, Roberts said he believes it's, quote, premature to make any declarations about seeking the permanent title. But 
he did outline many of the short- and long-term issues he hopes to continue addressing on campus. Roberts said almost every leader he'd spoken with has brought up continuing to improve student mental health and wellness, especially in the wake of August's fatal shooting of a professor. Roberts also pointed to the university's current five-year strategic plan that's winding down, and the need to begin crafting its next iteration. He indicated that will be created through widespread feedback from stakeholders, but said there are several components he believes ought to be considered. We need to make sure that we have a really robust strategy around AI, for example. We're a leading global research university. We need to lead in the most important development in computer science that any of us can remember. The campus master plan, the physical plan for the campus itself, is probably a little bit out of date. That'll be folded into the the strategic plan work. Another goal is continuing to build upon Carolina's success in applications and admissions to better reflect the state's population. Roberts cited the tuition support plan announced by Guskowitz in the wake of the U.S. Supreme Court's ruling on racial considerations in admissions as an example of those efforts. Roberts also suggested continued outreach through high schools and social media as options. We need to make sure that everybody in this state, and of course more broadly, recognizes that this is an institution for them, where they can belong, where they are welcome, and where they can be successful. For now, we know Roberts will serve in the interim role for a few months before a permanent chancellor candidate is selected by UNC System President Peter Hans. Roberts said Thursday he has, quote, an excellent relationship with Hans and plans to have a full and regular dialogue with the president as Roberts leads the Chapel Hill campus. What Roberts said is driving him, though, are the longer-term effects the university can have on the community, North Carolina, and beyond. When I was approached about taking this role, what immediately intrigued me about it was the fact that there is no more important institution for the future of this state than the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I care a lot about higher education. I think I've shown that in what I've done previously. I care a lot about public service, and I care a lot about the the future of this state. For 97.9 The Hill... I'm Brighton McConnell. Roberts is still in the process of making the introductory rounds. He was at the UNC Faculty Council meeting today. He'll be at the UNC System Board of Governors meeting next week. President Joe Biden made a swing through the triangle yesterday, visiting Raleigh to tout his administration's investments into U.S. workforce and infrastructure. That includes more than $3 billion invested in broadband expansion in North Carolina, where Biden was revealing another $82 million earmarked for that project to help another 16,000 homes and businesses. In his speech, Biden also shared how his administration's working to not simply install this broadband expansion, but to make it affordable for residents and create jobs in the state. Here are some of his comments during that speech. Here's what my administration did. We work with internet service providers to bring down prices for people struggling with their payments. It's called Affordable Connectivity Program. It's already helped 880,000 households in North Carolina save a total of $440 million in internet bills collectively. That's about one in five families across the state are saving $30 a month for the internet bills, and some save a lot more. That saving matters in homes like the one I grew up in. Another 30, 40 bucks a month 
was the difference between how many groceries you pay and a gas bill, all other necessities. It matters. It matters. Plus, the investment we're making in high-speed internet means something else as well. Good paying jobs. Two American companies, two American companies, Comscope and Corning, are investing more than $550 million to manufacture fiber optic cable, creating around 650 good paying jobs in Hickory, North Carolina. A single start. And there are going to be more. Already, 40% of all the fiber optic cable in America is being manufactured in Hickory. And no, that number is going to continue to grow. Jobs are going to grow. And when jobs grow, everything grows. Everything in the community grows. President Joe Biden speaking there in likely one of many visits to North Carolina between now and November. We go to Durham County now where power is back on today in Durham after over 24 hours without electricity for nearly 8,000 Duke Energy customers just east of downtown. Power for most folks was restored late yesterday afternoon. Back here in Orange County now where Chapel Hill Carborough City Schools updated some of their policies in regards to the Parents' Bill of Rights. They did not include provisions on notifying parents if students want to go by a nickname. Some state state Senate Republicans are already responding to that choice. You can learn more in the news article on the News and Observer. Time's now 522. Time now to talk sports, and we will start our sports conversation by talking women's basketball. As the Carolina women's team got another victory last night after fighting off a late challenge, they ended up winning 73-68. This game was in Atlanta, which has not been an easy place for the Tar Heels to win of late. They were able to get the W against Georgia Tech. Tar Heels up pretty comfortably. They are up 14 with just over five minutes to go. Next thing you know, the lead's just two. Finally, Deja Kelly iced it six straight free throws in the final 30 seconds. Kelly ended up with 27 points. Carolina now 5-1 and one in ACC play. That's their best start in the Courtney Banghart era. Here's what Coach had to say after the game. I would say part of the identity of this group is it's it's got to show a lot of toughness. You know, toughness and togetherness, I think, is, is are two good words to describe this group. Obviously, we're led by, if you look at Alyssa, what Alyssa and Deja do night after night. It's also a really selfless group. Um, you know, we wouldn't have won. We wouldn't have beaten Oklahoma without Ali Z. We wouldn't have beaten um, whoever we just played. Uh, Virginia without Anya. We wouldn't have beaten Georgia Tech without Tiani, right? And these are all different players that are actually not even in the starting lineup. So... You know, it's a group that is really selfless. They're 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 preparing. They want to be whatever the team needs. Team celebrates them too. But it takes a lot of selflessness to 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 just continue to know that you're needed and valued and, and just stay ready. Um, and then also, this group's really coachable. I mean, I think if you look at how we come out in the third quarter, typically, I mean, they just they they understand that we're we're doing what we can to help them, and they really try to do what we're asking them to do. Um, so there's just it's a likable group for all the right reasons. Courtney Banghart speaking there. Tar Heels are now tied with Syracuse for second in the ACC, just a half game back of first. And as luck would have it, their next opponent is first place Louisville. It'll be at 2 p.m. in Carmichael Arena on Sunday, first place in the stacked ACC on the line. Tar Heel men also have a pretty important game this weekend. They'll be up at Boston College on Saturday at 2.15. You can hear both of those games right here on 97.9 The Hill, your flagship station for UNC Sports. More UNC sports to get to. Men's tennis team got the season off in fashion yesterday. They beat Campbell and NC Central in a back-to-back meet. They're now 2-0. 
They'll be at it again on Sunday. They'll be traveling up the road to Columbia. Try to make it 3-0. Tar Heel Gymnastics hosting NC State coming up later tonight at 7.30 for ACC Gymnastics Action, which is brand new this year. Swimming and diving teams are in process right now in Charlottesville. They're in a tri-meet against NC State and the Wahoos, and that continues on into tomorrow. UNC Women's Tennis puts their top national ranking on the line when they host Auburn on Saturday and Georgia on Sunday. Two very high-quality opponents. And the UNC fencing team will be up in Pennsylvania for the Philadelphia Invitational. Got some national legal sports news to tell you about now. You already knew about the 10 states, including North Carolina, challenging the NCAA's transfer rules. Now the United States Department of Justice has joined those 10 states. Rule in question requires athletes to sit out for a year after transferring for a second time. That's the rule that forced UNC football star Tez Walker to miss the first four games this past season.